Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Sam Quattro. Hi. And Allie Martin. Hey. We're here back for the last time for BoJack Season 6, Part 1, to talk about the last two episodes of this half season. Uh, Episodes 7 and 8, The Face of Depression, and a quick one while he's away. Um, We've been talking about all of uh, BoJack Season 6, Part 1 here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find our previous Season 6 podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for us on your favorite podcast app by searching BoJack Horseman Overly Animated. Um, Or our YouTube uh, also is all our podcasts at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Yeah, check out our previous episode discussions. We also had a full season recap. Now we got the last two episodes to get into here. Um, some pretty interesting ones, I think, to talk about. Um, so make sure you've seen all of part one of season six, all eight episodes. Um, yeah, let's, I guess, overall overall thoughts on these two episodes. If you watch them again, anything changed? Um, just how you think the season ends, maybe heading into the second part as well. Michelle. I really love these two episodes. I think they complement each other really well. I think the face of depression gives you something we've wanted for a long time. Bojack actively trying to make his life better and giving a lot of really good advice to a lot of his friends to help them improve their lives. And then we get to episode eight. And it's like, oh, man, but sometimes that's not enough. And some things are so bad that and then like it just Sarah Lynn just keeps being this thing floating around the whole season. And I I really appreciate like the tonal shift between these two episodes, because it's clear that there's a lot left to get into with Sarah Lynn and some of the darker, more complicated things in Bojack's past that he still has to address that he can't solve with simply apologizing to someone or giving them good advice to fix their life. So I think these two balance each other really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, definitely going to get into that right away, but I think that's a good summary to start with. Um, Sam, what do you think of these two? I think that they are okay. Okay. Um, what? Is that a bad I, thing I mean, or a good thing? No, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I think they're all right. I think I like A Quirk One While He's Away better than The Face of Depression. So I, I've been thinking about it all day. I was thinking, you know, The Face of Depression is kind of like the... It's like a parallel to That's Too Much, Man. Where, you know, Bojack and Sarah Lynn are kind of going around the country on this... Apo- like and binge apology tour that doesn't turn out that well well now bojack's you know by himself and he's just going around doing things because he can't stand to be in his house and it's actually turning out fine it's cool i not not my cup of tea but uh episode eight you know i did like to see i guess the effects of his actions on this group of people and i remember dylan was saying earlier uh in uh, our discord how he doesn't like how episode eight starts with margot martin <laughs> and like her um her like opinions. monologue wow. and, and like because you said that i was paying attention to it and i was like wow this is actually like pretty deep stuff she goes into you know because i feel absolved and because i feel you know better how does that you know affect the people who i've hurt in my past and how does yeah. that you know 
affect their lives and you know they're so hurting and that's kind of like what this episode is about and i think yeah. that's really great mm-hmm. well not great <laughs> great in like a narrative sense you know that we're d- d- diving into this yeah yeah i, th- I think there's some significant some significance to that scene that'll be interesting to talk about um okay so sam's high on episode eight um and both are a-okay um ali what do you think of seven and eight well, after I did a rewatch, the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed a Face of Depression because, like Michelle said, it's really satisfying to see Bojack trying and actually succeeding at helping his friends and giving them good advice based on, like, either his experiences or just what he thinks they could do. And I didn't really like episode eight because of um, the re- the reporters. I liked Margot Martindale, and I, there's a nuance that I want to talk to uh, talk about later in that with that scene, but I didn't really like the reporters because they they really do not fit in and i really i kind of was just zoning in and out on my first watch but after a second one i'd probably go with sam and say this one is better because it, like it's good to see the satisfying stuff but then you know you're going to come crashing down and it's really what we're waiting for especially with bojack and i'm very you know the cliffhanger it leaves off on is terrible but expected and i think it makes the season strong the first half of the season stronger for it I, I like to take the like, oh, it's more depressing. So in this show, that means it's better. Like that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, that's exactly. Bojack is very good as a show of balancing um, its humor with its serious, like scary yeah. stuff. The and reality. I think that's definitely one of the things that keep like that makes the show feel different from a lot of other shows. Like they know what they're doing, and they don't shy away from the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's good. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. I think I think in in general, probably the the more depressing and darker episodes are in general better with Bojack. That being said, I like I really like episode seven. Um, this episode stood out a lot on rewatch for me. Uh, just thematically, um, the entire episode culminating in its ending and its focus on Bojack, I think, was really good. Kind of in a season where. Maybe the thing that didn't work the most for me is that we bounced around a lot. Um, this episode also bounces around, and that's like its weak point, but it's very focused, I think, on Bojack being the most sympathetic he's ever been in the show and uh, proving that he maybe is better now. Like, it doesn't mean that he, as we learn in episode eight, is absolved of everything that happened, but he is uh, trying and you believe it. Um, and that worked really, really well for me. I think seven's one of the best of the season, along with episode one. Um, and eight, I think, is probably the third best of the season as well. Like, these are two very strong episodes. Um, you know, like, uh, eight, eight's very, um, uh, very random in certain, pl- I don't know, like, certain elements. Like, it's, it's telling a cohesive story through a lot of, a lot of random stuff, and that's really good. Um, it works really well with seven. These are, this is a great, uh, two episodes to discuss together. Um, you know, the reporters aren't that successful for me. Margot Martindale's just kind of random in the beginning, although I think there's significance there. Um, and then the rest of the stuff is all really good. And we, and we, um, interweave that to get to a point where we comment on Bojack without him really being an episode. Um, so I think the, these two episodes are great. I love this as an ending to the half season. It's like a really quiet half season, but I guess upon further reflection, I think it's just as good as as some previous BoJack, even without the like hammer of the end of the season. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Um, I still think these are this has like been really good, and the story it's telling about where BoJack is, and to a lesser extent, I guess where all the other characters are, has been I think really successful. Um, so I'm eager, yeah, really, really high on seven, I think, after you watch, eager to get into that. But in general, the main topic point, uh, topic, I think, of these two episodes is like, 
Um, so as we've discussed, Seven, I think, is about how um, Bojack has changed and he wants to move on with his life. He gets a new job. He's going to move like he he's he's moving around the country. He's 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 trying to make amends with everyone. He's helping everyone. Um, and he's successful he is he is helping people it seems like he has changed it seems like he's a better person um there's themes of how you you can actually change as a person and and it's it's pretty uh, uplifting for where his character's at right now and then you get to eight and eight's about how he's hurt people that he hasn't made amends with like there's still all the shit that he's done that hasn't been fixed and it's gonna catch up to him so it's like He's moved on. He's 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 a better person, but he's still gonna come tumbling down in the second half of the season because it's not enough, I guess, to be this like improved person and apologize. Like it's still terrible if you did bad stuff before. Like that's still like that is, there's some stuff that can't be made up for. Yeah. Um. So like these two together, uh, I think are, are pretty pretty powerful, and Lee is pretty. Uh, is it's like a pretty interesting point to leave into the the season because I don't think Seven's completely negated. Like he's still a lot hopeful for this character, and he's but and you maybe anticipate Bojack taking better actions now, but at the same time, there's certainly a fall coming for him. Um, Michelle, what do you what do these two episodes, I guess, like prime you for where we're heading with this Bojack character? I mean, all of that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. So he's he's able to make amends with the people that are probably the closest to him in his life um, that, that are still alive. And I think like part of that is like, he, he hasn't done anything super, super damaging with someone like, you know, Princess Carolyn yeah. or Diane. Whereas, I mean, it's a lot more complicated to be like, Oh, Gina. Yeah. I, I gave you post-traumatic stress that will follow you the rest of your career. And you, how do you talk about that without the publicity of being known as the person Bodrak strangled, which is exactly what you didn't want? Like, how, how do you fix that? Oh, Kelsey, you got in trouble for breaking into that place that I told you you should. And it's, it's made it harder to get the kind of jobs you want in your career. And that has stunted your career. And that's kind of my fault. Like, how do you fix that? How do you fix someone dying like that stuff's a lot more complicated which is why it's not as easy to fix so i don't think it's just that it's that you can't do better and and you can't be a better person it's like what's the degree of the harm you did in the first place that's going to determine how easy or not it is to make those amends and how big the consequences for those really bad things you did are so i again that's why i love these two episodes juxtaposed because like i feel like it's so therapeutic to have seven and you care about all these other people and you want them to have a good relationship with bojack and you want them to be better people like regardless and the fact that he can support them for once is really nice to see by episode eight like you're reminded of all these other characters that we haven't seen in a while also and i feel like the show really clearly wants to go back to them to to try to bring to light yeah some things are a lot more complicated and have way longer lasting effects and they're not as forgivable in a really straightforward way. And how is that going to be something he does or doesn't deal with? I don't know if Bojack's ever going to see Gina or like Kelsey again. 
He might not, but he's probably going to have to deal with the Sarah Lynn thing because that's been hanging over the whole season. So, and that's the the worst thing I'd argue that happened. Yeah. yeah. So, like that may be the one thing that he really answers for. But I'm curious. Yeah, it's a lot to set up for the second half of the season. Yeah, it's it seems like um, Sarah Lynn and and uh, New Mexico are going to catch up to him. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it this totally could be a finale for. Uh, Kelsey, Hollyhock, these type of characters. Hollyhock's probably slightly more likely to come back, but mm-hmm. um, it's like you see them again, so you see like the ramifications Bojack had on them. Yeah, um, and I think that's like a great way to bring all these characters. I think so characters back into it. I think a really interesting point you made was like the people closest to Bojack that he deals with in Episode Seven aren't necessarily the ones he's hurt the most, and maybe that's mm-hmm. why he's still really close to them because uh, they haven't like left him, left left uh, his life because of how terrible he's been. So it's like easier for him to deal with the 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 shit he's done to everyone around the, everyone around him in that episode, but. There's also all these other people that he really has heard throughout the series. Um, Sam, I guess what's I don't know. Is there is tonally? How does maybe seven and eight work together? Did did you find seven uplifting when you're watching it, and then eight is um, is, is like a, a more depressing hammer? Or um, how do do you, do you have any thoughts on like how you experience these episodes together? Um, yeah, definitely. I would say that seven was more of like a hopeful sort of thing like everybody was saying like oh this is bojack actually doing good and at least i got the sense like oh maybe he's gonna find god or do something um in that vein given by the ending uh to try to i guess make those amends that he needs to with you know gina kelsey penny sarah lynn etc like maybe that's the answer that's gonna happen somehow um not that i like to say that but yeah i don't know something that i've been thinking about is you know what do you do when there's things that you've done that are too big to apologize for like you can't like you know like at some point i guess you just have to stand back and just let people live their lives and not trying to keep inserting your like sorries into them mm-hmm. And trying to let everybody move on from him. And maybe that's what episode eight kind of was in a way. You know, like we see, you know, everybody without Bojack. We see, you know, Gina, Kelsey. Um, we don't see Penny, but, you know, her presence is there. And obviously yeah. Sarah Lynn's presence is there. And I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what happens when, like, you hurt somebody and, like, completely like change the course of their lives for in a bad way and you can't do anything about it what's the best course of action and i think that's what the second half of the season is going to be about and i am apprehensive to see how it's going to handle it because i don't know that answer in my life i don't know how this show is going to handle it yeah i think that's that's a great point is like is bojack it's episode eight about how Bojack has been wrong to try to not fix uh, like what he's harms with these people more. Or is it just that like what's done is done. He's done too terrible sh- of shit to like, like in, there's nothing like maybe he is doing everything he can right now. Like him inserting himself back into 
uh, Penny's life would probably not be good. And uh, yeah, like, maybe, should he apologize to like, should he go talk to Sarah Lynn's mom? And like, is, but like, is that even good? So I think those questions are, are unclear. And it's, it's that you're right, that is kind of ambiguous setting in. And is the second half going to be about that? Or is it just about like, how it's, it's, it's going to catch up to Bojack no matter what? Um, and Bojack goes to jail. I mean, honestly, I keep saying I think it kind of should go to jail for Sarah Lynn at least. Yeah, I think that means on the table, probably. Um, that stupid police cat should have took down his name. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's <laughs> the whole meow, issue. Meow. Yeah, if 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 Meow Meow is uh, the one meow who put meow Bojack, is that is is that his name? Uh, yeah, is this, <laughs> uh, is if if he's the one who. Uh, has to take Bojack down. I don't know if we have confidence that uh, <laughs> that it's happening. Um, yeah, Ali, what do you what are your thoughts? I guess heading into next season, or any uh, thoughts on the, the what we've been discussing here? Obviously, I'm very pessimistic. Well, not pessimistic, but like every shit's hitting the fan, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I want to have like faith in Bojack that if it came down to it, he would like turn himself in for like, yeah, she got the drugs from me, put me away, do whatever. But I don't know if it would even come to that or if he would do something to, like, bypass that. I'm not saying suicide because I can't really see that happening, but I can see really dark stuff. And I feel like, well, definitely with episode eight, they're bringing up all the people who he hasn't apologized to yet. And I think it seems like they're going to maybe not come together, but, (laughs) like, not to, like, you know, get their pitches, oh my god, torches and pitchforks against him but it kind of seems like they're i don't know if it it, to me it seemed like the reporters might like get to them eventually if word gets out to them about everything so who knows it seems like there seems like they're close yeah maybe it was it really surprised me that kelsey came back i don't know why it shouldn't have but it did yeah, I mean, you ex- I think you expect to see Hollyhock this season, and maybe we're coming off of Gina stuff, so like that kind of yeah. makes sense. How, um, K- Kelsey is, uh, yeah, she wasn't super related to, to much of what was going on, but um, in the end, she came into it for Gina, basically, right? Yeah, connected to Gina's plotline, and also it's uh, I her don't, own career. Yeah. As Michelle said, I it, like Bojack in- impacted her as well. I didn't yeah. remember that part of the show. I need to rewatch that, but um, <laughs> so it's another it's another part of like well, yeah, Bojack season two. People. Yeah, she gets time. fired. Oh God, was it really that long ago? Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, you should break into this building. And like, uh, several people went. But she, I think she was the only one that like really saw the impact of that on her career. And that yeah. was like the start of why she started doing dumb commercials, basically, instead of exciting blockbuster movies like her male friends. Yeah. Yeah. An episode, the episode briefly comments on that. And also, it's just a larger commentary on sexism in Hollywood. Um, so I think it like combines those two things well, like the impact of Bojack on her and then just generally like her navigating her career as a woman in Hollywood. Um, yeah. So, uh, in terms, yeah, in terms of where we're going next season, I don't know, like it's it, it maybe not worth it too much to speculate, you know, I think, you know, Bojack killing himself, like that's, um, I don't think it's, I really, it's a I don't, too far out there. I, I, I don't think it's too far out there, but I think the the show has spent so much time being like, the things BoJack is doing aren't good, and we're finally getting a season where he's actively trying to take measures. Like, it is it is so easy, uh, like, not, it's not easy for suicide to be an answer, but, like, it, it is not actively yeah. trying to make anything better. And so I would think it would be a really 
like silly thing for the show to do at this point because he's already tried really hard to change things and he won't change anything dead. So I can't see that being the resolution for his character. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the reason you would think of it is it's a natural place to go with the narrative, considering like things catching up to Bojack and, mm. and he's been depressed and stuff. But um, I think like last season's Bojack, that might be in play. This season's Bojack, you think he's in a yeah. better headspace. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I don't think that it's on the table this season. Maybe like three, four or five, but yeah. Will they catch him or will he turn himself in first? Is it my could be like, both. They could be like, yo, did you do first? this? And maybe well, would, be like, would yeah. anything happen? Like, oh, I had a drug in my car and she took it. Like, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> not a uh, charge me for that. Right. Like, has Bojack done anything like legal, legally actionable at the like, maybe not if maybe so, maybe not. But like he would be it would be a big news story and he would be like uh, really hammered and like the Sarah Lynn's family yeah. could probably sue him for that and like just like the damage he'd just be, public he'd be, reputation yeah he'd just be alone. hated by everyone yeah yeah really like he'd, he might never work like again yeah. yeah yeah I mean he'll be he has this new like job he and like go to he would be fired and like he'd have mm-hmm. nothing to do and he'd have to go back to Hollywood and he'd maybe not have a good place for him um yeah I, I mean it, certainly something's gonna happen uh with the effect on him um, in, you know, Bojack ending the series dead. Like, I think that's like larger as a larger concept is certainly in play still. Um, but also, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't seem as important if you look at it from the like effect of like this is from the angle of like this the effect he's had on people and like uh, y- you know he, the effect is still there. I guess. Um, so I I don't know. I originally I thought like um two parts to the season, maybe Bojack dies then to part one and you see the effect he's had on part two. That's like an interesting structure. No, that's such a gross martyr thing. <laughs> Again, I this show, it, it does not want us to think Bojack's a great person. It's therapeutic to see him trying, but you can't, I think yeah, the, I mean the, 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 the effect in a negative way, is like, like a uh, clearly, much better way to end the story. That, that's than a good point. It's like Bojack has like, to live with what he's done. If he died, right? then it would just be about him, right? Like I don't give a shit how him being dead mattered to people. Like I give a shit. No, I, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's in, like how, I'm not saying like people to, like to mourn do the right him. Thing. I'm saying what we're what we're seeing in episode eight would have been like the whole part two of the season, you know, like uh, all the negative impacts he's had. But it's it's probably more compelling. You're right that he's alive to see the effects that it's having on people, and he gets to grapple with that in part two. Um, so I think that that could be really interesting. Let's dive into episode seven, episode eight, specific things throughout through the episode. Um, so we we get a lot of Bojack in episode seven, um, and uh, we we do like have some other random stuff um, with the other characters. But I think it's like I guess striking compared to the previous episodes how much like we're basically seeing everyone kind of through Bojack's uh, lens if he's visiting people. For the most part, there's some other scenes as well. Um, and uh, we start with like he he's back from rehab and uh, he is not like handling being home well and he's like remembering um everything that happened in his house um he like goes to aa throughout this episode i i found this on its own like very striking the fact that bojack goes to aa this is like hard to imagine for a previous bojack like from previous seasons i uh and then he eventually even embraces it um so i this is just like the start of like him really seeming changed uh, you know, the, that that he can do this, that he can try to improve himself, that he can embrace, like, help. Um, 
he uh, we we get uh, Sharona, um, the hairdresser, um, at at his AA meeting, which we use as a vehicle to to flashback to Bojack. Um, like part two, I guess, of flashbacks we saw previously in the season, we see like uh, Bojack got Sarah, like had accidentally gave Sarah an alcohol, and then he makes uh, Sharona take the fall for that. And so here's another person he's like making amends with in this episode, and he he does like uh, apologize to her later, and she's at an okay enough place, I guess, with 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 him, and she gives him uh, the the haircut. Um, I guess I want to talk about that because Bojack gets a new look this episode, um, and uh, he he gets the haircut. He's apparently he's been dyeing his hair, and so he has gray hair. He he buys like a new coat and stuff, and just a very like old professorial look, um, kind of as like a representation of the change he's gone through. Um, and uh, I found this to be like a very striking visual, like old looking Bojack. He's yeah. finally growing up. Yeah, he he's so he, good he's, though. He's ready for a new chapter in his life. And again, that's what I think is so kind of funny. It's like Bojack is ready to move on from his past, but is it that easy? Is it that simple? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is like Bojack's very eager to move on. He's like even changing his his whole appearance and. Uh, yeah, and then then you learn that yeah, it's it's a good. And then episode eight is like it's not that simple, but yeah, I, I don't know. I found this to just be. Um, I, I didn't expect us to like uh, change how Bojack looks. Like I don't know. Like it's just yeah, it, I it's, didn't either. <laughs> it is nice. It's uh, very jarring. I, I it's jarring, and I feel like it's a very powerful visual for like what this episode's trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, yeah, and then how it ties into he like gets the haircut from a person he's he's making amends with as well, which is like a big theme throughout this episode. Um. Uh, Bojack meets with Todd. Todd, not in a lot of this episode, but he's Todd is updating his asexual dating profile, and his new fo- photo looks the same as his old photo, very reminiscent of uh, Tuca and Birdie with like Speckle. Speckle, like yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, is Todd Speckle? Um, I think Speckle is um, more put together than Todd. Yeah, <laughs> Speckle's more low key. Um, Unless he gets drunk. Uh, yeah, uh, Todd, I guess, what else do we do with Todd? Like, uh, he, he gets a match later with, um... Yeah, the Cinnabunny girl. With the Cinnabunny girl, yeah. yeah. So Bojack is, like, in airports, several, in the L.A. airport several times and sees the Cinnabunny girl who, um, he eventually tells about Todd's app after hearing... Also, like, right a, before he gets a match, we see him try to call his mom because he gets emotional after babysitting Ruthie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good, Somebody yeah. looked at him once and thought that he was a perfect little being and moms, moms are, are weird yeah it's true um what is like i i guess like this episode concludes you know because we don't see any of the main characters next episode so this is like the last we see of them for this half of the season um so any any anyone have thoughts on todd jumping out from where we left leave off with him Seems yeah it was in a good satisfying. place yeah we, t- we talked about last podcast how it was um I mean, obviously, it was cold that he didn't call his mom, but it makes sense because we were saying we didn't like we don't have enough background information of really what went down. But then it's nice to see him like try to make things right. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get into that at all, part two, or if it's a, he's going to be dating uh, Cinnabunny Girl. I hope or so. If, um, She's the only ones on the app, so she <laughs> was really funny. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, th- those were uh, those. Were, I-, I like that those are just like little like it's like a little funny gag that permeates throughout a larger thematic episode, and then it actually has plot relevance to Todd later. Um, so I think that, I think that's kind of cool how they executed that. Um, by the way, earlier in the at the AA meeting, there's only honeydew at on the on the plate there. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's Bojack's repentance. He has to only eat honeydew. Um, for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, we check in with Diane, who has been depressed for the last few weeks. Um, remind me, did they, had this come up at all in the previous episodes? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There a was a clip, and I, I don't remember which one, but one of the two before this. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, and she's, she's talking to Guy before Guy leaves for a turtle swimsuit shoot. Um, and, uh, we, uh, he, Dawson's Creek did not get bad. You just started taking antidepressants, I think is the most notable. Dawson's Um, Creek is great. Great. (laughs) Well, Diane thought so too. It's so (laughs) melodramatic and ridiculous and like, so like upper middle class white kids. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Okay. I Um, love it. Was there, was there more on that later in the when Tony came? Yeah, back? yeah, she has a sign, and this is important because, like, so, so, guy being like the best boyfriend so far, yeah. he he's he's had conversations about how he's like noticed her depression. She got a prescription from her doctor for antidepressants, and she says, like, you know, when I was in college, I was on Prozac, and I hated it. It made me really not fun. It made me like get all this weight. I didn't like it. And after talking to Bojack, I think it's pretty clear that, like, it's implied she did start taking the yes. medication because she has the signs. Is oh yeah, Dawson's Creek was always really bad, and she has like physically put on weight, but she also looks happy, and I feel like that's really significant for Diane. This might be a really good chapter in her life. I was just like, yay, Diane! I hope this lasts. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, it- most the most striking, I think, of the check-ins at the end when. Um... When she's she's greeting Guy as he comes back, and and Bojack comes to goes to Chicago to see her, and um, she she tells him she's depressed, and um, she has her nothing speech. Yeah, yeah, flipping mm-hmm. over nothings. Yeah, I thought that was a really good speech. Um, and then um, Bojack says he bought into the idea of um, the thing that things can't be uh, changed, but he doesn't believe that. Um, and um, he 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 went, came to thank Diane for helping him, and then he cleans her apartment. Um, so I think this is, this is like a really good follow up this scene, I guess, to like the end of last season, um, after where they both are now. And yeah, so Diane potentially in a better place heading into next season, still in Chicago. Um, and more Diane. Yeah. We're going to see more of her. And I'm interested in that. She, she was other than like one episode. She's pretty sidelines this season. I would say. Yeah. Dislike. I want more Diane. (laughs) She's busy writing her book. Or not writing her book. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see if she made progress. <laughs> yeah, she Giant might have in the, in the time. Because there's a, there's subtly a lot of time that passes in this episode. Because um, yeah. at some point, two months have passed. So we we see Diane uh, depressed before two months, and then after two months, um, she started taking antidepressants. Maybe she has made progress on the book. Um, it's just going to be all about how shitty Dawson's Creek is. <laughs> it's the whole book. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Uh, that's the only thing we we saw her comments on after. So that's all we have to go on. Um, in checking in on Princess Carolyn, I guess we end the assistance strike thing. Um, and, uh, birthday cakes. Birthday yeah, cakes. Grouping birthdays together. There's some funny office talk stuff. Oh, um, I have some hot takes on cold food. On cake? Um, there's cake, but then just, God, hold on. I need to get my notes open. <laughs> um, I took notes. So Judah said, like, assistants are like the unidentifiable or, birthday cake something about whatever was like the unidentifiable fruit in trail mix that you still eat because you want to gain some modicum of like satisfaction 
from this food. And my opinion on the fruit and trail mix, it's good. That's okay. my hot take. I'll give all mine to you then. Thank you. I, 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 <laughs> I like I like freeze dried fruit like that. It's a good trail it's, mix is good. Love then. yourself, Sam. Okay. I mean, yeah. I love trail mix, so like I have a bag right next to me. That's good, and we don't need Yay. to get back into honeydew, of course. So we'll skip that. Um, a birthday cake is also good. Yeah, cake, good. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. Cake is good. Uh, Bojaxi's Bojack- <laughs> vanilla princess- cake's the best. Beach. I agree. Mm, yeah. Disagree. Well, Bojaxi's uh, Princess Carolyn in L.A. and um, uh, it brings the narcissist painting um, as like a baby shower gift, and then um, what? I at- thought it was about Bojack. Yeah, <laughs> um, asks asks her for a reference to to the Wesleyan job. Um, Ruthie's walking, and uh, Bojack says uh, suggests that she needs her own Princess Carolyn, which which leads to the end where um, she hires Judah for a chief Aww. of operations. I'm so happy they're back together in a professional context. They're <laughs> really good for each other. Also, yeah. I'm sorry, last podcast I messed up big time on like the name stuff. Yeah. Oh, no uh, worries. Apparently, you guys were talking about origins of names and stuff, but yeah, <laughs> it's good. Well, no, we were talking about biblical stuff. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how you got there. Um, the, how the... appropriate for these episodes, huh? <laughs> yeah, we have some religion stuff. To... Okay. Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and Joey are going on the speaking <clears throat> tour as the face of depression. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Mr. It's Peanut Butter is like, I'm not depressed. And they're like, people that see, might seem happy might actually be the most depressed. Um, and they have their commercial. Who um, is depression? Yeah. This this, <laughs> this, oh this plot line is like not working right now, but we'll see what they do with the next well, season. Well, it right? ends on like pickles wanting to well, like. Well, so the, I think I think there's like separate Mr. Peanut Butter stuff. At the very least, this uh, this face of depression stuff. I feel like this hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah. Well, who cares about that? Yeah. Well, that's my. <laughs> that's like too. the same shit as like him trying to run for like the governor of California. Well, that was like oh a whole God, thing. This has been so... this has been very minimized. I think this is like the, it's only a it's only a short amount of time. I think it's like the weakest yeah. part of the episode, it's... just because it's random and then we move on. To... There's other uh, Mr. Peanut Butter stuff. So in Bojack is like stranded in DC after connecting flights canceled, and uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's there to address Congress, and Mr. Peanut Butter finally gets his crossover episode. Yeah. He's so excited. He starts crying for real. Yeah, um, and he's freaking out as uh, Bojack's acting it out. I didn't great. know that Mr. Peanut Butter's show had three kids. I thought it was only the Zoe and the Zelda. I didn't know that there was a third. I really <laughs> liked, I mean, this scene was like the culmination of just Bojack being a better person, because normally he'd be like... Now he's actually indulging him. Yeah. 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 Like, he's not like... He's going along with it and not complaining about everything outright like he normally did. And it's just, it makes me very happy. You just get to see so many aspects of how he's improved, right? Like, this is uh, this is different yeah. than, like, helping or giving someone advice. It's like, oh, actually, like, um, not biting back at him for no reason. Like, he's, exactly. yeah, I, I, that's a great point. Um, and then the other Mr. Peanut Butter thing is that uh, Pickles in the end is like, I'm tired of sleeping with so many guys. And... <laughs> 32 if you count two sets of twins as two and not four. I, I do. do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, presumably he has a solution, which is presumably them getting back together exclusively. No, no Dylan. She's no, like, she's going to fuck Joey. She's going to fuck Joey. Is she? That's so weird. Yeah, that what? Was Why? Obviously where that was going. What do you mean, like obviously? Mr. Peanut Butter. She's, he's, yeah. Him, but she, she has these guys and she's like, it's never going to feel the same because like, I care about you the most. So can I just have sex with you? That's what she's saying. It's cute. No, but then Mr. Peanut Butter like looks over and is like, oh, yeah, that's what 
look confused. Yeah, Joey. I don't know what that so, means. Joey's gonna be there. Have a poly relationship. <laughs> he's gonna get cucked. Okay. I don't think that's what it was saying, I think but that's maybe a good he's thought. gonna impersonate. I think he might be impersonating Mr. Peanutbutter on the rest of the tour, and Mr. Peanutbutter is gonna go be a pickles instead of the that tour impression. That's what I think it meant. More. I would prefer that. That's yeah, I guess. What do we I, think, did, I uh, didn't think about her having sex with. I just didn't no, understand that. Scene, that's what that makes I way more sense. Was. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do we think of the thought, the possibility of Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles ending the series together? Like, isn't that weird? I feel like I he's mean, gonna just get with a golden lab in the end. I, I mean, I, I honestly think it'd be okay if they were together because, like, she knows like what he did now. She knows everything, and she did sleep with like thirty-two, maybe thirty-four people. And she still wants to be with him. And yeah, I think, yeah. like, that's okay. If it's her decision, I think it's fine. I'll yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. aware of it, and she can make that decision. And maybe maybe they are good for each other. Who knows? Honestly, I thought this deal would have gone a lot worse. Like, the plan. <laughs> Me too. It actually, like, Mr. Peabody was on board yeah. with it the whole time. Is I it just because dogs like... fuck too much? Like, whoever yes. they want. I don't like that he calls her my little Gherkin. <laughs> What does that mean? It's a type of is like a pickle. Oh no, that's cute. Mm. Okay. It's because gherkin is a gross word, but it's really cute. Oh, okay. I just maybe I just don't like Mr. Peanut Butter is what I'm trying to get. Yeah. yeah. I just want pickles to be happy, and if it's with Mr. Peanut Butter and she really loves him, then I guess it's fine. That's how I feel. Yeah. Totally fine. He's just stupid. I, I think it's very easy for him but I, I, last season a lot was about how mr peanut butter is terrible and i wonder yeah. if like we're past that or if there's going to be more on like his repercussions along with bojack in the second half of the season like maybe we're just done with him i don't know i hope mm. not maybe we'll see um Bo- bojack goes to wesleyan to see hollyhock and her friend tawny um and they're in a fight and then bojack's like trying to help them make up but they make up on their own um i i love this i want to talk about this yeah, yeah. A second so i find it very interesting that of all the people bojack goes to see he is not able to give hollyhock good advice he's able to do it for all of his friends but not her she's able to find her own advice advice that he then uses with sharna like, that's where he figured out that sometimes apologizing is a good thing and actually can lead to healing by seeing Hollyhock apologize with Tawny. And I wonder if it's because Hollyhock, of everyone else, like, she's she loves her parents. She's had a very good, like, healthy, normal time growing up. She's maybe the most well-adjusted person. And if that's why she's able to figure something as simple seeming as that out on her own, when it totally flies over Bojack's head. I just think that's really cool. And that he learns something very valuable from her and not the other way around. Yeah. I love that point that uh, he, he was he was like cut off from giving his advice that he gives everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, think, I feel like Holly Hawks uh, doesn't need anything Bojack has to say. Like she's I feel like she's I like that he also... Like Michelle said, exactly. He took her advice and used yeah. it to advantage. And then, but and another interesting, like Hollyhock's one of the people we see the ramifications that Bojack has had on people next episode. So, like, he's I guess he didn't 
make amends for the right thing. I don't know. Like, maybe he didn't understand what to make up for with her because she's, like, very afraid to drink it all and lose control after experiences with BoJack. Um, well, again, and- like, I, like I was saying, like, the, there are some things that it's easy to apologize for that are very straightforward wrongs. But then, like, how, how do you handle someone's yeah. fear of alcoholism when it runs mm-hmm. in your family? Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's very reasonable that Holly Hawk would have all these fears because like bojack was an alcoholic and it was terrible but like that's that's again like a very complicated thing how do you address that with somebody how do you assure them it's going to be okay when you yourself are recovering from that very problem so i think it just speaks more to just it's not that he didn't apologize for the wrong thing it's like that's just way more complicated and and it affects people in a way that's not easy to like fix or change you know it just is what it is yeah, I think that's what we brought up before is like, is, should he be trying to fix those things or is it just, yeah. done? you know, like, does, like he actually like drugged her. Like, is this something that needs to be addressed more? I feel like it's I think I think the episode isn't like having a firm stance on that yet, whether Bojack is like should be. Try- I mean, I, I think to a certain extent, it's like Bojack maybe failed with Hollyhock because we see next episode the like the effect that he had on her. So like maybe there's I, that's the impression I get is like there's something he should have done here. Um, but yeah, I don't, there's, there's, you're right. There's no, there's really no easy fix. Um, nor maybe any fix, maybe what's done is done. Um, and, uh, they talk about the, the Wesleyan professor job. And then, um, after he's back in LA for two months, um, he, uh, he does, he gets up getting the job after Raven Simone was circling. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's so like her. That's so project. like her. Yeah. Um, he gets the haircut. Um, and then at the end, I think the only thing we even talked about is um, Bojack horse goes church. to Old Town horse Horseburg church. to attend the horse service what? reenactment. Oh, Dylan, horse what church. is that? What's that base off of? Yeah, um, I was also confused. So I I guess he's visiting Colonial Williamsburg. Like, I guess that's oh. what he's doing. The problem is this, is, like, because I'm an expert in this. I went to school there and went, live, <laughs> live in D.C. And it's not close. So he must be, it's a three-hour ride. So did he drive three hours to go to Old Town Horseburg? Or is that just closer in the BoJack universe? I don't know. Um, I guess that I guess that's what he's, is, yeah, that, like, it must be that. It's, like, somewhat close by. Um, but, yeah, though, he goes to the service and he finds, like, um, the, 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 reverend or whatever he's talking about forgiving self yourself and being reborn and like he finds his own meaning in that even though i don't think he's really finding religious meaning i think it connects to what he's going through of like he's he is reborn he's he's this better person now he has the the new look and he is trying to forgive himself and apologize to everyone else and make amends not um, only that, one thing we talked about in previous podcasts was Bojack's own kind of hang-ups around other horses being a very deep-seated thing for him. So I think the fact that it's like a, a purely horse congregation that he feels comfortable attending and being a part of is another part of that healing process for him. Like, he can be friends with other horses and be connected to that part of himself now. Yeah, definitely. Also, it's about him, like, finding his horse roots. And um, I think it relates, I guess, to being compassionate in terms of, like, not hating himself, not hating the type of person he is. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I I think that's interesting. That does connect to other things from the season. Um, and I don't know, all of, all of this is also set to all these like check-ins at the end set to uh, like a, a song. And I, I just, I found it very successful, like, uh, how the episode ends on, um, emphasizing these, uh, like, here's people who are able to move on 
after all the shit Bojack has done, and maybe Bojack himself is able to move on. And that's kind of how the episode ends. And the next episode is, here's the people that have not really been able to move on completely. So it is is really such a stark contrast uh, between the two and perfect to talk about together. Um, Any other thoughts on Seven? Okay, let's get good. into it's good. It's good. I don't know. I I I really think it's good. I want to re, I want to revisit one in more detail, but it's possible seven's the my favorite of the season. Um, eight, a uh, quick one while he's away. So let's let's this this episode jumps all over the place. Let's take it by person. Um, we can start. We already talked about a character actress Margot Martindale a little bit. Because, no, but let's talk about that because going yeah. off of the ending, yeah, let's... the ending of seven being in a church and him yeah. like trying to. That's a good point. There's go, no religious Allie, connections. Yeah, that's okay. what I... Allie, what's your what's your takeaways well, the... from the Margot Martindale? Stuff? I like I like the parallel because like she was talking about how will people that I've hurt be okay even if I'm absolved of my sins? Like it's still affecting them, and he, you know, is trying to absolve himself by blessing other people with peace but uh, shit's gonna come back to get him so i don't know i didn't think about that until now after michelle said it at the beginning or sam one of you guys said it at it the was beginning. sam Thanks. thank you sam you're welcome for it's my- a good point it, it's interesting because this Thoughts. is like very much not a religious show right but then the last two episodes of the season kind of have these these mo- religious elements to them to some extent yeah even if it's it's you know it's not really like embracing religion or anything, but um, yeah, just talking about how you're there. forgiving yourself. I, I, I guess it like it kind of logics like how people find solace mm-hmm. in religion. Yeah. To I guess help them, you know, guide them, you know, the whole shepherd sort of thing uh, through their lives and through these like difficult things that you know they've done or gone through, etc. So yeah. a lot of the time, even with Bojack, it's not necessarily necessarily religion as much as it is certain rituals or like services mm, yeah rituals is another good a good way of looking at that yeah yeah i think they're very much with these forgiveness themes so in margo martindale in this theme she's having regrets of her past and then she steals a car and when you when you get to heaven look <laughs> up margo martindale i won't be there but my movies will <laughs> go margo it was good it was yeah fine. it was i love the I guess, so I guess the only thing I thought of with this scene is like her this what she's talking about mirrors what Bojack's going through. Um, yeah, like she's reflecting on herself. Didn't she like murder a lot of people? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and it was treated comedically and stuff. In but, the um, same episode where like they went to the the fucking like Nixon thing with like Kelsey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's there's, there's a. <laughs> Need to revisit. Where's our Margot Martindale podcast on her arc? Oh the show? yeah, let's do it, Don. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. I guess the only thing we have is here. She, yeah, we'll get her on. Um, the she, like thematically, I guess connects to what we're doing with Bojack, and then getting into like as a transition to other people, and then also like reflecting Bojack's arc. Like, I guess that's why this is here. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I think so. If okay. I mean, that's the only reason she would be because she doesn't show up again later. Yeah. I mean, maybe I think, she will yeah. in the second half, but I have this no is probably idea. It. I, I also, moment. I also do think this this season is uh, saying goodbye to a lot of people yeah. and elements of the show. Like I, we've talked about this with other shows that are ending. I think like Adventure Time did this. Like it has like the final episode for this character and this character, and so that, I feel like this might be our goodbye to Margot Martindale. Episode eight is probably our goodbye to like Kelsey and. Um, 
Probably not. We'll see about Hollyhock and stuff. Um, and then uh, I don't like I, in episode seven, the crossover episode. Like that's the culmination and the goodbye to that joke, one of the most prominent jokes of the show. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. an element too. Is is we're concluding all these things? But yeah, I don't know. Just uh, this random Margot Martindale thing last season, this season is just like uh, still pretty in- incomprehensible why it's here to me. Play. Um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of I think it's like an interesting transition between these two episodes, so I think it's interesting here. But it's like we didn't plan this out. Like, what, what was the concept? Why did we? I don't know. I feel like there's no plan with this. And Gotta rewatch like, it. Yeah, we'll rewatch. <laughs> we'll, we'll rewatch and comment. Later. Only the Margot Martin. Yeah, only more <laughs> just compilation of her. There has okay. to be one on YouTube. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Um, where we could find that episode. Probably uh, over under what. 45 minutes she's been on the screen yeah total. Probably yeah. Half hour. yeah so it's not a hard watch um okay here's the we have the uh the new characters we uh we check in on old characters but the new characters the hollywood reporter reporter uh page um and uh she's uh she's about to be uh wed and then is uh about to quit the job and then uh she puts it on hold to investigate uh the Saraland death after Maximilian Banks, her assistant, uh brings it to light. The cake um, on ice. No, the champagne yeah. on ice. Damn yeah. It. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly like a reference to uh old movies. Catherine stuff. Hepburn! Yeah. She's obviously Catherine Hepburn. I love Specifically? it. Specifically? So okay. Random. Yes, well just like, her uh, kind of okay. outfits and, and the way she talks and Catherine Hepburn always played like very like career focused gals who are like smart and like it kind of puts off men but that the, she matches them with her wits and then they end up getting married so that it's not too scandalous i just like how um, she was like ruining everything in the office in the background yes and she always everything. uses like an old ass phone <laughs> and it's so hilarious i love it i loved all of it so much yeah you, you, so you, I liked, so you really liked her yeah, yeah, she's and again, I, I, I know it, it might feel kind of random having her and her, her like partner guy in the episode, but I feel like it again, we're trying to balance the severity of the tone of this episode with something a little more lighthearted so that the serious stuff sticks more when we get to it. It can't all just be serious or it's kind of going to lose its effect. So I feel like the main reason they're there is just to give a little comedic relief to the otherwise like super serious like sobering episode you know yeah I, yeah I, there to be a more comedic element in the episode also to be like a uh, i guess a contrast um with their like old-timey and slapsticky and um versus other elements that are going on it's like jarring out of place and that's probably the point of it too um yeah so that's good that's good that michelle connected with this i guess more has more of a connection with what it's trying to reference than maybe we do um they had one joke i thought was really funny yeah what was that? Uh, one quip uh, uh so Paige like said a really long thing and <laughs> max was like what crime have i committed to deserve so long a sentence <laughs> it is a good funny. burn <laughs> i want to say that to somebody but i think it's really rude probably the rude. best opportunity <laughs> is on the podcast uh probably to me so God, what for... crime have I committed to deserve so long a sentence, Dylan? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, was that a long sentence that I said it before wasn't. that? That's going right. to be the new OK Boomer, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's the the 50s old OK Boomer or something, yes, right? Like, basically. Yeah. Um, I, there's a time. I, I, okay, there's a thought that um, maybe it was with the Hollyhock stuff, but I was like, if if this episode came out after OK Boomer was more of a big thing, then maybe they would have included that here. <laughs> 
Um, I feel I had that thought, I think, watching these episodes. Uh, with Hollyhock? Yeah, I think maybe it's with Hollyhock. Um, so I guess she would be the one to say it and her friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't think like any I didn't connect as much with the page stuff. I don't think it's like bad or anything, but um, it's I found a little bit distracting, I guess. Uh, but it does contrast and I do think it's funny. And yeah, I don't know. It, t- it takes me out of the episode a little bit. So I, I think we've seen both both reactions from people is like people have loved it or people have not liked it as much. I don't know. I liked it. Sense. You liked I it? Liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I thought like I liked it better on rewatch, admittedly. Because when I was watching initially, I was like, oh, I just want to get to the plot. This is really yeah. distracting. But mm-hmm. I'm rewatching, like, oh, I, this is kind of actually funny and nice. Yeah, it's, it, once you accept it, I think it's, it, well, yeah, it works It's better. good that it looms over your head because it's just, it's, it's funny, out of place, but then it comes back to, you know, the I crap think that will happen. Once I, re- I realized kind of late that Bojack does a lot of. So, so I, I think on like the last. Bojack podcast I was on the, 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 the which one of the fucking was, um, but I, I said something effective. Oh, Bojack does a lot of like zany sitcom tropes, which I think like totally work in the context of like Bojack, like the character being a sitcom like you know star, and they do like a lot of dumb shit that sitcoms do like a lot of dumb shit full house would do or like family matters or whatever and they don't necessarily play it straight but it's just like it seems out of place with the the plot that's going on but i can appreciate the jokes that they're trying to make after i realize that that, that's like a lot of the reference and the zany where that zaniness is coming from if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a, yeah. It, Bo, Bojack does shit like this sometimes, and it's hard for me to accept. But uh, it's other people like it more, and also once you accept it, it is done well. So I think that's like yeah, this is gonna be a good summary of that. Um, other things uh, Paige does, or I guess what do they interview Sarah Lynn's mom? Um, and we get we get a flashback to Sarah Lynn of her leaving the voicemail for her mom, and they they hone in on Weir to indicate that there's another person there. Um, they go um, outside AA and there's people dishing on celebs and they find a bird that saw Sarah Lynn and Bojack or, and they talked about taking a trip to he talked about taking a trip to New Mexico and the name Penny Carson. This was like an interesting direction, I think, for the episode to take because you're like, oh, Sarah Lynn's catching up to Bojack. And then this bird kind of swerves it to uh, the New Mexico stuff. Um, and then at the end, they're in New Mexico. So that seems like the first thing they're going to find out about. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I think like, uh, why is this the thing that Bojack must reckon with first or like, is it going to be both of them? Um, you know, like, I feel like this was an element of the show that really hadn't been present, uh, at all. I mean, Sarah Lynn also had not been super prominent until the season. Um, but I feel like New Mexico has not been around. Um, so it's, it, maybe it's like, well, he be- did, he did call the dad last season. Last season? Oh okay. yeah, he did. I'm not yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it was. I blocked that out. Okay, that's a good point. Um, so it's a precursor. Maybe it's like just how uh, striking it is, and it is, you know, one of his darkest moments. So I guess it makes sense to come up here. Um, and maybe maybe it's an easy way to connect it to Penny with the guy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, and any any 
thoughts on Paige's investigation. She seems to be very successful quickly. And <laughs> I wonder just if she's like actually, Catherine Hepburn. Is she actually going to get married to this dude? Who no, I, that's not what's what happens in the movies. It's like she'll have this like guy. Like obviously, like the fact that she's like not at home, not getting married, and her her work is more important is going to put a strain on the relationship. Maybe she'll hook up with this guy who's her partner, and that's kind of the plots mm. of those movies. Ugh. So. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's how that would go. The, the yeah. love-hate dynamic is very popular at a certain time in Hollywood. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's possible we don't see Paige again, and we just oh, see, like, the story that she publishes. Um, because, like, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I kind of think it's interesting that they're, they're using these two reporters who are kind of goofy because, like, the thing they're investigating is very serious, so, like, again, like, if we'd had a really serious, if we had two people, like, investigating this, like, super serious tone on top of all this other serious stuff going on, I feel like that might be a little much. So, I think it's an interesting choice that to investigate something like, oh, did someone cover up, like, a murder or something? How did this person really die? And to play it so silly right now, I think that might change, too, the more information they get. So, I don't know. I like it, though. I like it right now. I think it's an interesting choice. Yeah, they they could keep it going, right? Because the we project on the the projection we're on would be part two is going to be pretty dark, so maybe elements like this would would help balance it because Bojack would probably do that. Um, uh, yeah, so that's I think that's that's most of the page stuff. How about Hollyhock here? Um, she's uh, back with Tawny again, and so they're going to a party in Manhattan, um, and they're on top of the Empire State Building, and she talks about how she hasn't drank yet because she's nervous about losing control. Um, and she's at the party and this guy, Peter, helps her through an anxiety attack. And um, then Peter at the end is talking about how um, he was the, the guy in, in New Mexico. I guess one of the, the people there had no memory of him. But I um, thought that was actually really successful because I did yeah. watch season two rather yeah. recently and I didn't recognize him until he brought it up. Yeah, but, then when, he, but then when he brought it up, it was like, whoa. Good it's, job, yeah. like, bringing back a character okay. nobody remembers. <laughs> it's nice because it, it works so well as this, like, slow, dawning realization of who he's talking about. Because you really don't know until about halfway through what he's saying. And then it's like, oh, shit, that's Bojack. Like, that's terrible. And it's treated so menacingly. Like, the music's really uncomfortable. Like, it's just, like, I think it's we- very well-crafted as a tonal shift for the show. Very well-executed. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked all the Hollyhock parts. I, I like connecting it to the, the other thing at the end. And then I just like uh, seeing like what the effects Bojack's had on her and what she's going through. I also just like her at the party um, with Peter. Um, yeah, I don't know. We could we could we could have I feel like we could have like two whole episodes about Hollyhock in the second part of the season. It'd be fine. Like she's just such a strong character. Peter does bring up a really good thing, too, because Hollyhock's she's never had alcohol and she just assumes you would lose control if you drank at all. And the point of his story was like, it, it wasn't the alcohol's fault. Like this guy who showed up was the real problem and you don't have to be afraid of drinking. Like it, it's people making bad decisions. It's not just like being drunk that makes things turn out terribly, which I think is like a nice takeaway too. Yeah. And in their cases, the problem, the same guy is like both of the problems with those situations. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, Kelsey, uh, I have a lot written down for Kelsey. Um, she so had, she's like, the most stories. Yeah, I think I guess she had the most stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she has we we see her the ad for like her immersive product placement journey for chicken for days and um, <laughs> was the thing that like was the girl like gay and that they like send her to like a can like Who a conversion therapy thing I, I don't know actually that's maybe. what i read no actually that's a good point because all her characters are gay yeah exactly yeah, that's true yeah was was chicken for days the chicken place in the chickens yes uh, oh god yeah. oh that, i don't i, th- I just thought chickens. i just thought of that now because that, no, that makes it dark that she's doing work for them it wasn't that that was where where like Becca the the chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd's from because she escaped from Chicken for Days truck. Yeah, but I fucking forget the name of the other chicken place. Yeah, it's like the chickens who raise the chickens and they're actually really like malicious. Yeah, it wasn't them. Okay, it's they're, they're not chicken. For days. We should all just rewatch Chickens, one of the best episodes of BoJack. Yeah, it honestly is. Um, <laughs> wow, I love it. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's actually really good. It's really good, right? Uh, yeah, I guess it's really dark that she's doing this ad. Um, <laughs> teens love dunking on olds. Okay, that's okay. It wasn't Hollyock. It was Kelsey. <laughs> dunking <laughs> on the olds. Dunking the on old. the olds. Yeah. So like, in, she if if this was now, she would have said like, insert an okay boomer into the ad here, right? Like that's what they would have said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's i should remember that um so i thought that was really funny with the the commercial she's doing and this whole thing with the this uh, male director justin um i hate him yeah yeah okay i I don't hate him i think he's just like an average guy trying to navigate a system that benefits him and him being aware of it but also not knowing what to do with that not quite as aware of it as i like yeah the bar's so low that's that's the thing <laughs> yeah he's like not doing anything explicitly bad but he's also not taking action against a system he seems to be somewhat aware of right and yeah he and um, i would be friends the thing i, I, I does, agree it does agree. make me really sad that like he i think part of the thing is like maybe kelsey would understand a little more or or have more questions for gina about w- why she's changed given events that she hasn't disclosed to the public, but the male director has, like, no reason to ask or wonder about that. It's just like, oh, she's so strange now, unfortunately. Not like, I wonder what could have happened. Yeah. Like, he yeah. has no inclination to yeah. even question that, which is unfortunate, but... Yeah, back to that in a second, because yeah. I think that's the most interesting part of all this. But the other stuff first is um, she, her agent is Rutabaga, so we get him back. Um <laughs> Not a Rutabaga fan. No, I mean, he's an yeah. asshole. He says uh, they want to hire uh, female directors. Uh, they do want to hire female directors, just not for this particular project. Which project? All of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever Paul Feig's doing. Um, and uh, I, I like that dunk on on that. Um, and uh, the she Rutabaga wants her to go for the Fire Flame uh, female superhero movie. The, no, the twist is that it's a woman. Um, and. Wow. Uh, yeah, so some some great commentary on female superhero properties and how they're handled. Uh, I've been saying for years, as soon as we run out of the popular male characters and we've given each them each two sequels, we have to make a movie about Fireflame. Um, yeah, it's it's all it's all very on the nose and, and really good uh, lampooning of. I think specifically Marvel here. Um, real, you get a real Yas Queen vibe from her. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> It's so good because it's so cringy. And then the dude's like, I've always loved Fireflame. And she's like, oh, no, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all, all of that. Um, and uh, it was some, some very good commentary there. And um, 
Kelsey. Then Kelsey like gives her a generic pitch. Then she goes back in. She says the movie's not realistic because the rules are different for women. And then at the end, she's like, also in my version, she's gay. Okay, bye. Good. And then yeah. they choose her version. Yay! Yeah, that was like shocking. I feel like that. that they got I, I will say she, that like that little moment where she's on the elevator the second time and she just kind of like smiles in relief. Yeah. Like it's so good because she like she stood up for her actual principles as a director. And didn't just try to make the easy cookie cutter movie for the big studio because she's like desperate for something more challenging than the work she's been getting. And it's just like, yes, that's very relatable. And I'm glad it worked out. But like, even if it hadn't worked out, I, I was very proud of her yeah. doing that anyway. And she was proud of herself for doing it too, which is the most important thing. Yeah, I think the whole Kel- everything in this episode with Kelsey is about how she's kind of had to compromise and um, yeah. lose herself, I guess, within to, with to find any sort of success in her field, and that's a that's a moment uh, that's a win for her. And then it's striking because we go, she gets the she stands up for her principles and gets the job, but then it's right into this talk with Justin about how um, she's looking for an actress and Justin can't recommend uh, Gina for it because she can be difficult, and um, it's. But then and then she, I guess, participates in what he's doing and buys into that to whatever extent that she has agency there. But it's like, OK, right, right back to business as usual in 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 the sexism in Hollywood here um, that she's has to slash is participating in right after um, she does get a win there. Um, it's pretty depressing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do Sam, what do you think of? Um, I guess everything with Kelsey in this episode and specifically like the stuff with Gina at the end. Like the stuff with Gina and Kelsey? Or Which with like uh, how they're like trying to suggesting Gina as a, as the lead for the movie. And <sighs> Kelsey's part, uh, and what role she has in that. It makes me disappointed because I would think that Kelsey would be more open to like, you know, even... Like, she isn't, like, savvy to know all of what Gina's going through. But she fucking, like, worked with Bojack and, like, helped get, like, the best stuff out of him, even though he was, like, difficult to work with. And it's, like, it's a different thing with Gina because, like, we, the audience, are made to be sympathetic towards her uh, because we know what happened. But Kelsey doesn't have that context to her. Gina might just be like this this diva starlet who like you know justin's uh not a fan of anymore because nobody knows what happened and i don't know it's a really difficult thing to wade through and why can't we all just love each other and give each other hugs and work through our issues yeah, and to, to Michelle's point, um, that uh, if if the positions were reversed, Gina would have been better, or Kelsey would have been better for Gina in that situation. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that's not the situation because, like, I do agree with Dylan's point that, like, it is like it is clearly a case of not knowing any of the context and just hearing word of mouth from a friend that she's difficult, that her mind initially is just like, oh, like, okay, I don't want to touch that. Like, I don't want any complications. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there is an inherent sexism to just, like, you being labeled a difficult woman in the entertainment industry, and that just immediately gives so much bad faith and nobody wants to touch you from just like a simple thing somebody might say like that's enough to ruin a career and future opportunities that that's like nothing that's terrible 
And like, I also think it's interesting that the one he does recommend, they're both like, oh yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that other lady. And it's like, those reputations are held by a thread. Like someone's bad opinion of you is all it takes to not be recommended and not get prestigious projects. That's, that's really terrible. It's just yeah. tough stuff. So like, and I like that because it, it's very believable that that would happen. Yeah, and we know Courtney Portnoy, and um, I don't remember her specifically, but you know, Gina's like definitely better actress, right? Than than yeah. Courtney Portnoy. Um, her name is Courtney, not Courtney. Courtney Portnoy. Courtney's- it's yes. specifically <laughs> a tongue twister. It's supposed to be Courtney Portnoy. Portney Portnoy. Um, yeah, so I think I think overall, Gina's uh, whole story here is like Gina's like this amazing, like principled, progressive woman. And she's like, even her is like getting crushed in the system uh, that perpetuates like all the sexism in the Hollywood industry. Like even her is like beaten down by the system and she's like forcing her to participate into whatever, to whatever extent. And like, it's super depressing. I just realized something like, isn't it oddly like sad that Mr. Peanut Butter is an actor and he has literally become the face of depression. Like he is being lauded for having mental health problems and it is propelling his career in this new way whereas like the fact that gina has like realistic mental health problems from like bad work experiences it's like destroying her entire career yeah that's a great point that's That's a good contrast yeah why is mr peanut butter allowed to have mental health problems and still be treated professionally because he's a man like objectively though this is so sad it is yeah i think that's a great point i do think the show is probably intending that point too that yeah. contrast that that gives more i think that gives that helps the mr peanut butter depression it the face of depression stuff because it gives it more of a point okay i like that analysis um and then we we talked about gene already but she's um worried about this new stunt uh, that justin's putting in the movie and then when they do the stunt she's like uh she's clearly scarred from the bojack stuff last season oh so. Well, she feels like guy has his hand like kind of around her yeah. neck when they're dancing. Yeah. It triggers her. Yeah. yeah. Th- this no-name jackass gets the fuck of the season. By the way, <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> this we had guy. That word. <laughs> yeah, he 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 says that you know what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. 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 I feel like uh, for this show, that's uh, not that bad of a person. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, Just disappointing. Why are we disappointed in that guy? I feel like because it know should have been someone else saying "fuck." It's the one they fuck they get. Oh, the fuck of this. Oh, that's worse. Okay, yeah. I misread what we we're just talking about. Yeah, this is the fuck of the season. Yeah, okay, <laughs> the fuck of the um, half season. I was the the word "fuck." I was like "fuck" is in like a bad person. Like yeah, that's no. how I was interpreting. <laughs> no, that <laughs> active. I was like, this is the worst person this season. I'm making. No, it. Jack is always the fuck of okay. the season. <laughs> yeah, but Bo- Bojack is, gets the award. <laughs> Yeah. the fuck of the season always okay <laughs> this season he's in this season he's much better maybe um okay that's that's it um michelle any other thoughts on episode eight or final thoughts on the two episodes uh no i don't think any specific extra thoughts but there's a lot there's a lot in these episodes and i feel like they're they are some of the best of the season and they complement each other really well and I'm, I'm like so excited for the second half of this season because it's just gonna, it's gonna be a lot of not fun shit, but it's like therapeutic in a way to finally wade through all that, you know, and to see what happens. I'm really hoping Bojap does the right thing. I think there's literally zero percent chance of him dying, but you know, I'm one person, and that's my take. Not even in like the last shot of the no, like not no. 
Okay. I think it's I think it's cheap and easy and like there is nothing more satisfying. No, no flash forward to his funeral. No, living with your own consequences is the most healing thing I can imagine for someone who fucked up so bad like that. So that's what I want to happen. Okay, Michelle wants Bojack to live. Yes. Yeah, very anticipated second part of the season. I wonder if it will be therapeutic, what we get, or if it will be... I feel like the show's version is that it's just... crushes. Like, maybe Hollyhock's gonna, like, find out all this shit and be like, you know what, I don't want anything to do with you, and he'll never be in her life, and that'll make him really sad. But, like, that's depressing. Yeah, you know, that could happen. That'd be better for Hollyhock. It would, like... (laughs) That would be better. Bojack seems seems better now, but I still... It would still be better if he was not in her life, I think. Um... I don't know. Maybe this this season. I, I would have said that definitively for sure. I'm like such a Bojack hater, and this season, this specifically episode seven, has done a lot with with this character. So, um, puts us in an interesting place next season. Sam, uh, final thoughts on these two episodes? They were good. Um, okay. You said they're okay in the beginning. And yeah. Well, well, good and okay are synonyms, Dylan. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit tapped out emotionally. From all the thoughts that we have explored in this I think this that's a successful fair, Bojack podcast. In this, <laughs> like, hour and a half that we've spoken, I'm thinking about how these things relate to my life. And that's fun. <laughs> but... <laughs> I feel you. Um, I don't know. Like, Bojack, hopefully he, uh, he finds some peace and some good to do in the world that will indirectly directly heal those that he has hurt i don't know it's 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 a lot man yeah hugs might Thanks. say that's too much man that's too Might, much, man. Wow. That's okay. too much, man. How many, how many times we made that joke? I, don't I know. gotta Maybe. eat all that. Maybe only this time. <laughs> Maybe only that time. Maybe. Uh, Ali, final thoughts. I'm also. I mean, final thoughts are I'm afraid for next for the rest of the season slash show, but I'm also very excited. I find myself relating to Bojack a lot of the time, not in the like alcoholic abusive sense, but in the self-loathing sense a lot. And it's nice to see him going from telling himself he's a stupid piece of shit to not believing that anymore and it I, yeah that's a good it's point. not yeah. like uninspiring but i mean i was i was literally just talking about this in my therapy session today but it is kind of inspiring me to try and do the same so it's I, honestly oh, i see that's the biggest reason i probably am so against the suicide idea because like bojack is an example that real people should be able to take mm-hmm. something from and like nobody should be like oh yeah it's a great idea to kill yourself to be a martyr so you don't have to deal with anything anymore like that is not satisfying but yeah, it I mean, is i don't think, I don't think we would be better i don't think we would like agree with it or like anything but yeah i think i we talked about that in the first podcast i think yeah that's it that's the best point as to like why that wouldn't happen is because bojack on one hand is this piece of shit but on the other hand he's representative of like mental illness and a lot of stuff for the audience so like that that element of his character i think definitely needs to be considered in in what we're gonna ultimately do with him at the end here um yeah, like, how do they reconcile these two parts when all this is catching up to him? I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, very, very much looking forward to to part two. Um, definitely one of the, Yeah, well, because Netflix said so, not because they wanted to, which is really terrible. Yeah. Um, but they're making the most out of this last season. Um, okay. And, yeah, uh, so we probably probably one of the most anticipated series finales. Um, 
animation. Yeah. History. Yeah, for sure. For me, yeah. it's definitely the most. The it's most, like yeah. My favorite show of the decade. It's yeah, really I feel like we were more show. ripe about the Korra finale, but, um, you know. Bojack had more that. time to develop everything than Korra did also. <laughs> much much like the Korra finale, this the it will come out at the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. Uh like really yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, so who will stay who will stay up for the last few okay. episodes of Bojack? Wow. Maybe otherwise no. Yeah, okay. Um so we'll be back for part two season six coverage. Um the series finale reactions and all the breakdown of the season. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to not miss any of that at overlyanimated.com. Search for us on your podcast app or on our YouTube at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to everyone for this. So this is our last season six part one podcast. Thanks to all of you guys for being on. Very big thanks to Alex for hosting most of these episode discussions. Um, and um, we'll all be back to break down part two. Let us know what you thought of our discussion here. Any of our discussions on the season overlyanimated.com. Um, you can come talk about Bojack with us in our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. And if you enjoyed this, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Alec, a.k.a. Frozone. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, yeah, back for Bojack in January. Two, two, two months, about? Yeah. Not. Unless we do that Margot Martindale podcast. Yeah, we have time. We have time to make it a Christmas special podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Most anticipated. Okay. Maybe if if someone if Sam prepares like every here's every episode where she appears and here's the Mark. time stamp. Oh, yeah. It's not worth it. It's not Is worth it. Is it gonna have to, it has to be it has to happen now. Unless someone I'll did it already. Sam. Maybe someone did it already. I don't know. It has, I'm, I'm gonna look it up now. Check okay. the wiki. Yeah, does the wiki have yeah, the wiki probably has all their appearances. That would probably help a lot. Okay, that's it, though. <laughs> Maybe look forward to that. Probably not, but we'll see. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.